The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. month y'all you know it's black history month and i want to try to shy away from like talking about like white fuckery and you know white shenanigans because it's black history month and i feel like we should be celebrating black history for the month of february and 365 actually but especially for the month of february because you know this time last year we were all about Wakanda, and I feel like this year, especially if you, you know, you keep up with the news, it's just a lot of fuckery in the news right now. Um, white people are really showing their ass, so I kind of want to, you know, just for like a half an hour, talk with you and entertain you, and not really focus on white people. Um, that's what I want to do. I'm going to... I'm going to drop some um, bonus episodes this month, and you know, to celebrate Black History. And I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, yeah, because it's Black History Month, and I'm extra black. I'm super black. I'm like, put hot sauce on everything black, drink Kool-Aid every day black for Black History Month, you know? Um... But this episode is dedicated to black superheroes, of course, because I kind of want to do a comparison and contrast um, of Black Lightning and Luke Cage. You know, I've, you know, everyone was super excited about Luke Cage on Netflix and the first season. The first season of Luke Cage, everyone was excited. Niggas broke the internet pretty much um netflix couldn't stream for you know times there were like down and everyone's talking about luke cage luke cage luke cage and i wrote an article about you know how you know every episode was going to be written every episode of luke cage was going to be named after a gangster a gangstar song so Luke Cage was, like, the shit, you know? And, you know, comic book-wise, Luke Cage isn't... I mean, I guess it depends. Luke Cage is not really a fan. Uh, a lot of people not are Luke Cage fans in comics. Because, you know, with Luke Cage, you get Iron Fist. We saw Iron Fist play out on Netflix, and... It was pretty bad. So, but you know, Luke Cage standing alone on his own with his own Netflix series was pretty cool. The villains were cool. You know, of course, the theme was very New York undercover throwback. If a lot of y'all have never seen New York undercover, New York undercover came out in the 90s. It was like a really cool ass 90s show that I always had a scene um, and Pops, where, like, the hottest R&B, um, they did hip-hop sometimes, but not really. 
but the hottest R&B artists will come in and do like one of their songs live or, you know, was supposed to look live. So you have this hip hop street level um, comic that that is that is pretty absent from the other, you know, the previous Marvel Netflix series. Like, you know, Jessica Jones is street, um, Daredevil is street, but it doesn't have like that grit to it that, you know, Luke Cage was giving us and in a lot of ways still trying to give us. It it didn't really resonate with a um the other Marvel Netflix shows didn't really resonate on a culture um, a level, at least to me. You know, Luke Cage had a significant culture aspect to it that really set it apart. The feel of Black Lightning is undeniably black. Like, you know... Black Lightning is a black-ass show. As opposed to Luke Cage, culturally, Luke Cage is set in this black exploitation time. So I kind of understand why, you know, it kind of sometimes feels a little bit forced. Because that's pretty much what that era and genre of film and entertainment kind of was. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I feel like Mike Coulter is a bit stiff in his role. But it doesn't... I mean, it is a black show, but it feels kind of forced. As Black Lightning is more like... is an ease into it. Like, you know, it's not... You don't question the blackness. Like, it feels like a black community, a black show, black principal, black police chief, you know, black doctors. Like, there's, it's definitely a black show, and the show has a real authentic feel to it. So, I just want to run down some things that I really feel Black Lightning stands out a bit more um versus Luke Cage. So one, I want to talk about the villains. Um the main villain in Black Lightning is Tobias Wells. Um one of the best villains in Luke Cage was of course Cottonmouth. Everybody loved Cottonmouth. But Tobias Wells is 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 more of equivalent to you know Kingpin in my opinion. But it's set for TV. You know, Tobias is ruthless. He kills. He's snarky. He's rich. He's powerful. And overall, even though he doesn't get a lot of screen time, I feel like Tobias Wells, his present, even when he's not on screen, is felt. Like he's like the underlying problem to everybody's issues. So for me, I believe that Tobias Wells, even though I wish they had more villains, like they had Jill Scott the first season, and you know, they have like these other, you know, lower 
level villains, but Tobias Well is like the main villain of them all. So with Luke Cage, you know, there's Cottonmouth, there was Diamondback, Bushmaster. There are, you know, multiple villains that he has to fight. And I prefer a really one strong villain versus a multitude of villains. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of like watching Batman. Like, you know, Batman has a lot of people he has to fight and he has a lot of villains. But the chemistry between Batman and Joker is just always funny. It's always entertaining, you know. I mean, that's why they make so many movies about Batman and Joker. I'm pretty sure DC can pull out multiple villains, you know, and they have in different movies. But, you know, Batman and Joker is like their bread and butter. So with this, I mean, of course, Black Lightning is DC. So that's a recipe that they use. Um, Tobias Well is a very good villain and entertaining to watch, at least for me. You know, and his complexities on him as a person and how he views the community is also interesting because, you know, um, if you have seen the show, you know, Tobias is albino and he, it seems like he hates black people, but he hates white people more. As far as, like, he'll buy white people out and be like, yeah, you work for me now. But, you know, he has a disdain for black people. And I think it's more philosophical, his disdain. Like, he feels like, it seems like he feels like black people are too, um, too submissive. And they don't want to take charge and change. And they're scared to be the bad guy. And, you know, he wants to kill everybody. He wants to control everything. And he is, you know, he lets you know that he is the boss. So, uh, that's Tobias Wells. So, I believe the villains in Black Lightning versus Luke Cage are a little bit more fleshed out. They have a little bit more character to them. They're not going away as fast. Because, you know, you only have, like, you know, 10 to 13 episodes uh, for Luke Cage. And it feels like, you know, by the time you really get into a character, um, they're gone. So, that's that's one of the strong points of Black Lightning. Another thing I like about Black Lightning, there are a lot of strong women characters you know black lightning daughters lightning and thunder his wife you know some really badass girls that are in the the show that hold their own they have their own um they have their own character they have their own issues you know they really help mold the show even though the show is about black lightning his daughters, his wife, you know, um, even, you know, his former vice principal or assistant principal, um, before she, you know, died, all these women have a very solid story and they have, they have a purpose, you know, they're not just like in the way, they're not just, you know, sidekicks, 
they have a purpose and they actually not only do they make black lightning better but they also are good standalone characters like if i had to if the episode of black lightning was more focused on his daughters i would be okay with that because they're fleshed out and they have a purpose and they can fight um they're strong they have powers um, seeing them as teen black girls and, you know, young black women, how they balance life, you know, everything, everyday issues in life, boys, love, um, uh, you know, harassment, how they navigate is very familiar to me and it's solid. So I appreciate that. Because it, you know, in Luke Cage, you know, we see Luke navigating as a person, but everybody knows who Luke Cage is. So it's like this fear of him when they, either they fear him or they're in awe. So the way he navigates in society, he navigates as a superhero. You know, Jefferson Pierce in Black Lightning doesn't navigate society as a superhero he navigates as a man and you know he's getting fired he's getting you know judged and reprimanded from his position um he's he's you know having problems in his marriage you know his children you know um sometimes don't like his decisions in the house you know he has this interesting relationship um with gamby you know it's just, you know, it's a it's an interesting um uh relationship in how he navigates and I believe that also sets apart from Luke Cage. Um another thing, the stories and the individual characters feel so much more fleshed out than Luke Cage. You know, when I, the, the second season especially, I feel like there are, there are always so many more questions than answers with Luke Cage. Like, you know, it's night. Well, we know that Rosario Dawson isn't coming back, but she just kind of like disappeared and that was it. And bye-bye, you know, but... All the characters in Black Lightning have a purpose, you know, and because they have a purpose, you know, all of the characters, you know, flaws and quirks and likes, you know, it's kind of, it's really steady and fleshed out. Like, I have a sense of understanding the character of what I'm looking at. Like, for second season Luke Cage... I know, like, the theme was, you know, toxic masculinity. So, at times, you know, watching Luke Cage, I really didn't know who Luke Cage was. Like, I understand he was hurting and he had this relationship that was damaged with his father. Um, I understood that, you know, he was having issues with the night nurse, Rosario Dawson. I understand that he was having, you know, communication 
issues with Misty Knight. Um, yeah, it was, you know, his character flaws and issues, I felt wasn't really, um, wasn't really explained enough why, why this particular time he was having these conflicts. It wasn't really explained how these conflicts came about and how, you know, he got from point A to point B. It was just kind of like there in the air, you know? It wasn't really like you could connect the dots on, you know, how we go from last season, you know, from the first season to now, you know, at the end of Cage, he's about to run this club and be like, you know, the head gangsters or whatever, the head of the gangsters or keep the peace in Harlem. You know, we kind of like, it's it was a little scattered a little bit. So, um, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel as authentic. And another thing, going back to being the characters, having been more fleshed out more, um, I felt like, and I still feel like, Misty Knight was really robbed of being able to show what she can do and to understand more of her character. Misty Knight and Luke Cage always felt like, you know, a co-star or a supporting star. And I felt like she should have been more of uh, a leading star. Like, she should have been, you know... Misty Knight is very pivotal into these... into the crime that goes on. And I think a lot of time was was put into her dedication to the law, which is true to the comic book. But at the same time, Misty herself has a lot of convictions in herself and she has integrity. And I felt like they kind of, you know, blue lives matter her a little bit too much, at least on screen. Because I mean, that is kind of her personality in the comic books. Like she's, for the law, justice, 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 you know. But and there's a breaking point for her in the comics where she's like, fuck this shit, you know. I'm about to do my own thing. And we never really saw that play out. And now that it's canceled, we won't get to see it play out. But I think they kind of drug that a little bit too long with Misty especially after her arm accident. I think the turning point should have started in in, in the second season of Luke Cage because, I mean, I was kind of tired. Well, I'm not not really tired, but I was kind of getting, you know, antsy. I wanted to see, you know, Missy Knight turn into this badass and I have to, like, you know, they kind of left it open and then towards the end with Nightshade, but I wanted to see more women really kick ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we see Mariah get busy. And Mariah was a bad motherfucker. But I wanted to see more. And I felt like we wasn't really seeing it. You know, they was really secondary or in the background type of characters. As opposed to Black Lightning, they're in the forefront. Like, you see Lightning and Thunder getting it popping. You know what I'm saying? You see all of them. You see even his wife, 
who isn't a mutant and she's a doctor, she is very much in the forefront of the main characters, you know? She is important. She's needed. She's fleshed out. She can stand along as a character, you know, if she had to be on screen for like, you know, a quarter or even half an episode, it's okay because you know who this character is and we understand the background of this character. Um, another thing, another reason why I think Black Light, Black Light is just some really good TV, yo. I mean, it's just really good TV. For it to be on, like, you know, regular TV, it's some good TV. And I was thinking to myself, you know, Luke Cage, they pretty much recruited every black person ever, right? But they never got Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend is like the epitome of black excellency when it comes to, like, TV, you know? And here he is. And Black Lightning, you know, that is some awesome ass shit, you know. I don't, now looking at it, I'm like, how did Luke Cage not have Robert Townsend? Like, how you forget him? Like, we don't deserve Robert Townsend. Like, you know, when he came out with Meteor Man, it was like in the early 90s. And most people like laughed at the thought, at the thought of a black superhero but he gave that to us, you know? He gave us our first neighborhood black superhero. And I feel like we don't appreciate the genius of Robert Townsend enough. I really don't think we really appreciate him. I mean, he gave us parenthood and looking back, Parenthood, you know, at least, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I guess because of age-wise, it was a lot more layered than the Cosby Show without all the respectability politics that the Cosby Show gave us, you know? Like, Robert Townsend is, like, to me, like, black Hollywood, for real, and I feel like we just don't give him enough credit. You know, he's he's a really good writer. I mean, he might not be the funniest comedian, but he's a good writer. He's an excellent producer. He's a great, I think he's a decent actor. Um, And I like to see him in Black Lightning. I mean, I was taken aback when he said nigga on TV, but I enjoyed it. And I... Also, with the rumors and the allegations surrounded around Salima Kill, the EP of uh, Black Lightning, I would totally be open to, you know, Robert Townsend taking that position. You know, I think he would do justice to Black Lightning if given the opportunity to at least write a show or an episode, or direct, or produce an episode. And I also, this is actually going to go to my next point between Luke Cage and um, Black Lightning. It was clear in Luke Cage, you know, it was different hands in the pot. And by what I mean by that, you know, there was like a whole laundry list of different producers um, 
per episode. And you can kind of you could kind of see that play out on TV, like when you was binge binge watching it, because it kind of like got hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. You know, the fluidity of Luke Cage was a bit erratic. You know, so that's another thing that the difference between Black Lightning and Luke Cage. You know, Black Lightning kind of has a pace to it. I mean, granted, it started out slow in the first season, the first couple episodes, but it picked up pretty fast. And it's been steady since then. You know, it it does it hasn't dipped. It hasn't got cool. It hasn't got slow. It's been really, it's been steady hand, steady hand. And with Luke Cage, if you get 13 episodes episodes of Luke Cage, you know, you have like, Three or four that are kind of like cool, building up the story. You know, two that might be more action-packed. And then it kind of like, kind of like in the air, you know, and then it concludes. So I think with so many people that was involved with Luke Cage, it was kind of hard to like have a steady pace and to have like a uh, continued fluidity of the story. And one of the last things that I wanted to compare um, Luke Cage and Black Lightning is storyline, mood boards, and music. You know, the music on Luke Cage was solid because, again, they had the New York undercover um, influence to it, which is not a bad recipe and I actually, there's actually an episode in Black Lightning. They unapologetically kind of bit that from them, you know, when um, Tobias Wells in the club, the same red light, <laughs> the same sound stage with people performing. That's just a recipe that I think um, people that you know watched New York Undercover, and it's a crime drama. And, you know, that's kind of a recipe that is a given because it works. We get to see the hottest artists, you know, uh, in New York Undercover. It was Mary J. Blige, Erica Badu, and sing and perform their latest song, you know, and it fit the tone of the show or that particular episode. I prefer the artists that Luke Cage had, Raphael Sadiq and such. But the soundtrack that Black Lightning offers gives you like a Motown community setting. You know, um, outside of the club in Luke Cage... There really wasn't a consistent um, soundtrack to Luke Cage that you can like follow and stay in the mood to, um, and that's 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 not the issue with Black Lightning. Black Lightning, you know, it's consistent with the feel good and the mood, um, even though the setting of Black Lightning is you know in a place that isn't real. It feels like 
a black community in the Midwest or maybe in the South. Um, I don't know. It gives me Detroit vibes real heavy. You know, the, the cars they drive, the way they talk, the way the, the community set up, it feels like a Midwest city. Um, even though Luke Cage was set in Harlem and it looked like Harlem, I felt like they kind of had to remind you, hey, we're in Harlem, we're in Harlem, we're in Harlem. You know, it's kind of weird, but, you know, it just had to, you know, when you watch Luke Cage, sometimes you will just forget that, you know, this is Harlem. And it's like they have to remind you, you know, this is Harlem, I'm in Harlem, you know, you know, I'm taking care of Harlem, you know. Um, but that's, that's not the issue with Black Lightning. They don't have to remind you of where they are. You can see where they are, and you can feel where they are, and it's pretty dope. Um, like I said, Black Lightning is some solid-ass TV. I look forward to it every week. I hope eventually they consider bringing back Jill Scott. Erica Alexander in um, Black Lightning is dope. Like, there are so many dope black women who have a developed character in Black Lightning. It's just so good to see. Like, I really enjoy the show. I look forward towards it every week. And um, last week was the um, BAM experience with Black Comics. And um, the actor who is Tobias Wells on Black Lightning actually did a panel um, at the BAM, you know, and I thought that was cool. I wasn't there, but I saw the photos that Black Lightning, the cast was there, and he was also, um, on AOL, um, promoting the show, and Erica Alexander was there in the crowd supporting Black creators, so they seem really personal, and, like, you can just walk up to them and talk to them, and they seem, like, really cool, so, um, I don't know what else to say. I think this shit is pretty dope. I would, you know, hope that DC, you know, uses this opportunity to expand on the rest of their, you know, heroes that aren't really popular. Um, I would like to see an icon TV series. I think that would be dope if they could find the right people. Um, and just explore the opportunity. You know, people are going to be fiending for um some shows they can binge on and you know with marvel canceling all of their um their their um shows on netflix there's plenty of opportunity and you know this wasn't to say that luke cage was a bad show because it wasn't it's just that i think black lightning is a lot more solid you know um Luke Cage had all the, you know, um, you know, had all the whistles and the prettiness, but, you know, Black Lightning to me is just a more solid storyline. It's a little bit more grittier. And when I say grittier, it's just, I just don't, it's not as visually pretty and, you know, it's not, of course, it's not shot the same, 
but I think it's dope. So, um, I like it. I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I believe they're renewed for a third season and I can't wait to see the third season. So if you're not watching Black Lightning or if you've heard about it, but you haven't really seen it or you've only seen like comments about it online, give it a shot. You know, watch a couple episodes to see if you'll get into it. I fucks with it. So I think you might like it too, if you haven't already seen it. All right. So let me know what you think. If you, you know, give Black Lightning a try. Tell me if you like it or not, okay? So, I will be giving y'all some bonus episodes this month for Black History Month. And I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm going to keep it male sapien free as much as possible. Because we deserve that. I right, later.